Yo! Guys, what's up? My name's Mackin. Welcome to my podcast, Happy Sad Talk Thing. Guys, I'm not in college anymore! I graduated, everybody. I'm now just a guy living his little life. Running down a dream. Trying to do a thing or two. Anyways, um, yeah. I All of my uh, plans are over. That's not true. I still have things, but I mean, there's a lot of free space in my iCal. And there's this, uh, there's a sense of space in my life now. And also, looming dread and fear and anxiety of... Holy shit, how am I going to pay all my bills? And how am I going to make art forever? Um, But also, you know, it's really nice. It's really nice to finish something that you started. Um, And be like, okay. You know, that's kind of the end of structure for me. So that's weird. Um, But also exciting, you know? So, uh... I'm trying to take a second to rest, you know, because I've been in school for 17 years. Isn't that crazy? 17 years of people telling me where to go, where to sit, what to do, how I did, all that junk, man. And uh, now it's over, so um, I can sit anywhere I want. (laughs) Yeah, so now I'm just a 22-year-old guy, you know, trying to make music and things. So if anybody wants to uh, hire me to make music with slash for them, do it. Um, Yeah, so I have all this time, and I'm trying to use it wisely and correctly. And uh, I was talking to my therapist yesterday, and he was like, what does that mean to be doing it right? And I was like, shit. And uh, basically realized, you know, as I've been realizing, like, I'm the only one that decides what what doing it right looks like, you know, and what spending my time wisely looks like. So it's wild, man. It's fucking wild. And uh, so I think I have this anxiety about my days. I'm like, "Am am I doing this correctly? Living my life? But, um... Man, the only metric that matters is is thine self, you know? So these are the thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm feeling pretty good. I've been I've been jogging. I've been counting my calories, which uh scares me because it feels like it could really turn into some unhealthy body shame, self hating, obsessive bullshit that sucks. But it's been pretty good, you know? I'm just like trying to bring more awareness to the things I'm eating is all. So I've been writing them down. And boy oh boy do I have a lot of peanut butter pretzels. <laughs> but they're great. Um so I'm trying to lose a couple pounds, but also try not to be that crazy about it. Um and it's been alright. I think I have like a fear of Losing weight or something, or fear of like trying to one because it's hard, <laughs> and two because it's embarrassing, like the the need to, and three because it's like 
I don't want to be like uh, unhealthy, unhealthily obsessed with my body image or something like that. And there's part of me that thinks it's vain to do it. I don't know, but just trying to make some small, healthy choices. Jesus Christ, I sound like I'm 45. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, trying to read and shit. But I also like TV. TV is cool. Anyways, trying to see people I haven't seen in a while. So I'm going to be doing this podcast every week, you know? And so I'm excited to have something to do that is fun and low-key. And so this week I have my wonderful friend and roommate, uh, Quinn DeAndre, on the podcast. We've been roommates for this last year. It's been great. It's been the greatest, actually. And uh, she's one of my best friends. And so... Super stoked that she was on the pod. Uh, we were both like hanging out at the apartment. I was like, do you want to be on my fucking podcast right now? And she was like, yes. So this is that podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I share one of her uh, her band, Truesdale's Lovely Tunes, at the end. Um, and they've been on this podcast before on the live one. So, um, yeah, check it out, guys. Check out this podcast. We talk about, what do we talk about? We talk about relationships. I feel like we talk about poop for a, a second. <laughs> poop, music, and uh, relationships, I feel like, is what this podcast is about. So, here we go, guys. Happy Sad Talk thing forever. Oh, one more thing. I forgot. Uh, my band, the Nova Darlings. We have a new song out. Uh, Laundry Room slash Seishira. Uh, super fun uh, indie rock, uh, post-rock banger, whatever you want to call it. It's great. It's fun. Check it out. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's on Apple Music. It's on everywhere. Uh, go listen to it. We got a new song coming out this Friday, too. So, Nova Darlings, check us out on Instagram and shit. And, uh, yeah, you can follow us on Spotify if you want. Anyways, this podcast is brought to you by nothing. Um, hope you're having a great day. Here's the podcast for real. What's up, Gwen? <laughs> What's up, Mackin? Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. You know, I'm excited. We live together. We do. And this is, I can't believe we haven't done this ever. I know. I'm so excited. I know. This is also maybe the last time that we'll be in this place together. Shit. Well, one of the Can last times. Can I say times. shit? <laughs> nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> you could say shit. I was just joking. Okay. I just wanted to see how you would react. <laughs> and I like that you went I'm to sorry. shuck. Ah, oh, shuck. <laughs> this apartment is uh, weird because, well, not this apartment is weird, but um sometimes i'm sitting in this room and someone has to go pee <laughs> when i'm sitting up for this podcast and it's very quiet and you can just hear them pee. oh yeah oh yeah you can <laughs> did you just hear me pee? i did just hear yeah. you pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird it's it's very quiet one time yeah. i was at uh i was like dating this girl and um it was after we had all those bagels at carter's parents house Oh, yeah. I went yeah. over to a girl's house that night, and I had never had constipation before. Because of the bagels? But the fucking bagels. <laughs> I didn't realize that constipation meant oh my that God. you felt like you had to poop and you couldn't poop. Wait, you've literally never been never constipated Never been constipated. Before. Always just shitting my brains out. 
I always thought constipation just meant like, oh, wow, really haven't taken a poop in a while. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I didn't realize oh that my God. Like, you had the sensation like you needed to, but you couldn't. Yeah. But I found out <laughs> that day. Was um, it, wait, was it at her house or so was I, it yeah, here? Yeah, so I go to her house and it's like her room is very close to the bathroom. Yeah. And it was like very late at night. So like everyone in her house was very, very quiet. Uh-huh. And I was just like farting so much. <laughs> and I was like, but not pooping, <laughs> obviously. No, I was not pooping at all. <laughs> and I was trying to be low key about it. But how can you low key fart? Like and it's like echoing because it's a tile oh bathroom. God. So I like turn on the sink and I'm trying to. Oh my god! And I like go back in the room, try to be all cool. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, she's like, hey. I'm like, uh, did you just hear me farting? <laughs> she's like, yeah, oh yeah my yes, god. I did. <laughs> the way to be cool, Mac, and go out and ask her if she's heard you farting. Is the elephant Play in the room? Cool. <laughs> what would you? Okay. Oh my god. What would you want someone to do in that situation? No, if that's you just good. heard them farting, like they come to the room, like. Yeah, I probably want them to ask me if I heard them <laughs> farting too. I guess. Or acknowledge it. Just yeah. Like, hey, sorry about all that farting. Yeah. <laughs> there's this. There's this SNL skit. Uh, it's from years ago, but it's of some sort of like some sort of pants that like pull your butt cheeks open so that you can like silently fart like all day all the time i didn't see that um, one yeah you should get one <laughs> maybe i do have a farting uh i fart a lot and i like my diet changes like i thought when i like stopped eating meat or stopped eating yeah. cheese that the farts would go away no. nope <laughs> not at all well, do you eat a lot of beans Probably. I think I eat a lot of like garbanzo beans from yeah. like, hummus and falafel yeah. oh, and stuff. Shit. Me too. <laughs> That's probably it. Fuck, dude. <laughs> what else is Everybody there? farts. Look, man. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> how's it been? How's it how's this living situation been? It's been so good. It's been pretty great. I'm a yeah, big fan. It's been such a good year. It's been so easy. Um I'm definitely the messy roommate, which like it kinda sucks for you, but it's great for me. Um, I don't have anyone messier than me to live with, so that's cool. <laughs> I'm pretty. I feel like we're both pretty cool. I, f- I don't feel like we've ever had one like Quinn, like fucking no. The thing, the I dishes, <laughs> the big shit yeah. you took <laughs> in the dishes. In the dishes, I feel like yeah. the main thing. It's not even a thing, but it's just we both purchase a lot of the same products at Trader Joe's. So there's a yeah. lot like. Is this yeah. my falafel? Is this Quinn's so falafel? Yeah, and then it's do. just a lot of me eating your food. <laughs> but I, I, like. I don't care because a lot of my stuff just ends up going bad anyway. So it's perfect. We We're have, a perfect pair, man. We are a perfect <laughs> pair, Quinn. <laughs> I'm so sad that we can't live together now because I'm going to be gone. But Yeah, it's really been... I kid you not, it's been the greatest living situation yeah, that I've ever had. Yeah, it's been so fucking easy. I feel very safe. And, me too. Uh, oh, it's great. It's yeah. really lovely. And... Uh, yeah, I've never been like, I really want to do this, but fucking Quinn. <laughs> so it's yeah. great. I'm excited to see you when you're around. What a time we've had. Yeah. I'm p- pretty bummed, actually, that it's going to be over. I know. I'm very stressed about my next living situation. I know, because this was Whatever perfect. It'll be. Because we, I feel like we both equally value our alone time, and we yeah. like to be by ourselves, but yeah. also like hanging out and catching up and talking in like a very low stress way. Yeah. Super nice. Like not no expectations of yeah, like man. you're going to hang out with me every night because you're my roommate. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got, I got this on air so I can play this in court. <laughs> Prove to everyone that you like me. It's true. 
Um, so you're about to leave on this thing. Yes. Yeah. Can you I tell am, the people uh, in the world what the thing is? Yeah. Um, so I got hired to work on a cruise ship, um, doing some musical theater. Um, I'm going, basically the company is called For the Record that d- puts on all these different shows. They put on shows in New York and LA and Vegas and stuff. And um, the show that I'm doing is called The Brat Pack. And it's basically um, a compilation of a bunch of different 80s teen movies. Um, and it uses a lot of different characters from uh, things like 16 Candles and Say Anything and Breakfast Club and um, that kind of stuff. And then all of the music, all the songs from that, we um, sing those songs and That's be sick. those characters, basically. So you're living on the cruise ship. I'm living on the cruise ship. Um, we stop, we port out of New York every week, and then we go to Bermuda for a few days and then come back over and over again. So how long between, like, dockings? Um, I think it's going to be, like, three days two to three days at a time at sea mm-hmm. and then we're in bermuda for two days and then and then a few more days back when you go back to new york do you get to hang in new york for a sec yeah but i only get um probably five or six hours in new york but right. i mean i'll be there every week which is really nice so, yeah yeah heck yeah yeah um i'm excited and i'm really scared and i'm also really sad to leave people yeah but it, it'll be an adventure so yeah. And I'll be doing music. And you're going to be gone for like eight months? Yeah. Yeah. Almost eight Fuck. months. But it'll be good. I'm going to be so excited to come back. And I've never lived away from home. I've always been in LA. And um, Did you ever do summer camps and things? Was it camp? No. Sleep no, away camps? I never did. What? I never did sleep away camp. Um, Crazy. I know. So Did you ever do sleep away Jewish camp? I never did sleep away Jewish okay. camp. Okay. I'm just going to ask. Did you ever do sleep away Catalina camp? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I did. Ah, okay. You didn't mention that one before. I want to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's exciting. Yeah. That's really nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, I know. It's crazy. How many shows, like, how much are you performing all day? Like, what's Um, the... I perform two days a week, and I just do two shows each day, and then I just sit around on my ass (laughs) the rest of the time. (laughs) At least that's what I'm assuming I'll do. Right. I don't know. I'm How telling myself I'll work, but yeah. How do you think you'll spend your time? I don't know. I'm kind of scared about that. I mean, I'm gonna bring a keyboard. I'm gonna try to write as much as possible, um, and then I don't. I don't know. Right. Look, sit on a chair and look out at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> do you know people that you're going with? Are you going with any friends? I know one person, Carly Prazo. She is. Um, uh, she was in the SoCal Vocals, my acapella group, and she graduated from USC. So um, we know each other. And then, yeah, I don't know anyone else. Um, there's only like seven or eight people in the whole cast. And then there's a band that plays uh, for the show. And then, yeah, that's it. But I don't know anyone. So, and I and I feel like the group of people that you're with it probably makes or breaks the experience. Right. So, fingers crossed. Like everyone gets along and yeah. stuff. You get meals and no rent? Yep. Free meals, no rent. That's um, pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's the only reason I'm doing it, Mackin. <laughs> <laughs> and because and music and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm performing and stuff. So yeah. So it'll be cool. I haven't done theater in, in like four years. So yeah, hell yeah. I'm you used to do a lot of theater. Yeah. I did theater um, since. Did you do straight theater or just musical theater? Um, or both? I did like, I mean, 
yeah, straight theater like a little bit, but I, I was young. I did mostly musical theater. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm trying to even think. Like I did very few plays and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you at your school or? I did some at my school, and then stuff. I yeah, community theater. A lot of mm. just community theater. Yeah, for the most part. But which like, what's the vibe difference? Like I've only ever of done people or like in what? community because in community theater it's all different ages, right? And yeah. Yeah. Oh, between like doing community theater and like something at yeah. your school and stuff. Well, yes. community theater is dope because, yeah, you get, I mean, you're with a bunch of different ages of people, depending on what kind of show you're doing. But also it's cool because um, you get to be with people from different schools. Like when I was in middle school and high school, it was a cool different friend group that I had of people that weren't at my high school, um, which was nice. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I also did main stage shows at that theater, which was mostly adults, which was also really cool. Because um, then you get to, you know, be learning from people and hanging out with people that are older than you. So yeah, you feel really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. What was your sort of like role socially in those areas, in those times? Like, were you. Mm -hmm drama oh. queen girl were you quiet oh god i hope not person in the corner were you like oh, i was just trying to be friends that's with so interesting to think about because I, I i actually have no idea because i associated myself so much with being like a theater person and having those separate group of friends that that's right. how i identified myself with my high school friends like that those were my you yeah. know that was my thing but yeah. within the musical theater community i don't i have no idea i i was pretty quiet mm. um I think I'm, I've always been quiet until I got to college and started being like weirder. Oh, now she old friggin' shut <laughs> up about right. Yeah. The worst. Um, I don't even know. I've, I've always been really shy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't until freshman year. I just remember being in pop, like getting in freshman year and seeing all of these people that were just so intimidating and so cool. I mean, someone like you, you were, you had this personality. You were so funny and outgoing and there were, but there were a lot of people like you. Yeah. And, and I was like, fuck, I don't even know what to say. Like, what do I say? Like I was so overwhelmed. Um, and it took me a long time to, well, I'm also a boy scout. So if I can add that to your, <laughs> your list of reasons why you think I'm cool. Damn. That bam, is bam, pretty bam. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah, man. So you grew up in New York? Yep. Yeah, upstate New York, in the middle of the woods. Nice. What was mm. that like, being there? That was awesome. How long were you there? I was there until fourth grade, um, and then we moved to Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, what was the move like? That was really, really hard. Um, <laughs> my, I mean, now, like, I'm so happy we moved, but my parents always talk about how when we, fr when we moved to California, the drive to our new apartment from the airport was just the three my, my two sisters and i just sobbing in the back of the car no! all the way to our apartment yeah <laughs> just horrible we were all so sad but i loved living in new york um my whole family was there yeah. my extended family so right. that was hard to be apart from all of them and you know we still are um but it's just so much better here um mm. i lived in like a small um pretty conservative you know area and, yeah and there's just so much more diversity and everything here and there's so much more going on and mm. and it's just a lot closer to where i'd want to be doing right. music and everything yeah. and i don't think i would have pursued music at all if i had stayed in upstate new york i mean i played piano um but i didn't even i didn't 
start singing until I came here and mm. um, it definitely didn't do theater. I don't think I would have done theater. Um, what made you start singing? Honestly, I played piano since I was three or four. Yeah. Um, you played like classical piano, played right? classical piano all the way until yeah. college. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I was like really, I mean, I was competitive because I had to be because like I had to enter into competitions. Right. But, um, but I, I like dreaded going to lessons and dreaded doing the competitions. Yeah. But what got you into it? Like, how did you, when I was really little, uh, my parents just say that I would go over to the piano, like there would be a commercial playing on TV and there would be some song playing. And then I'd go over to the piano and just start playing the song oh, that I whoa. heard. <laughs> so my parents well, were like, cool. Oh, she should yeah. play piano. And oh, yeah. there's been music on, on my dad's side of the family, at least. Uh, my mom's right. adopted, but on my dad's side, there's, a lot of a lot of musicians that do it you know my, i think my great grandmother used to play piano for silent films um, yeah she had like an incredible ear i guess ah, and then there are other members cool. of my family that like dabble in right. music stuff as well yeah um but yeah i played classical piano i'm just gonna shut this door oh yeah the sound of the Let's see if i can do it with the headphones oh shit yeah. i just started hearing you a lot louder in this headphone nice yeah, it's my rackety ass cables. Um, I gotta get some new ones. Oh, that sounds good now. Um, but I, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh, the reason I started singing was literally because I, I saw another girl singing in my elementary school at yeah. a talent show. I saw her singing, and I was like, wow, that, she's really that cool. Like, I'm bitch. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> Nicole, that was her name. Do you that remember what bitch. she was singing? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I don't know what she was singing, but she was so good. She had such a beautiful voice, and I was like, I'm going to do that. And then I just started singing. Whoa. It's kind of sad. It's not like, oh, it was always in me. Like, I've always <laughs> been singing since I was little. I don't think that's I just, sad. It was like jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> and no, narcissism. That's... I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> no, here <yeah>. I am. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like it's mostly the same. Like, if you see someone doing the thing you want to do, and you're like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. What was it like being the middle sister? What is it like being the middle sister? Um, I guess I am definitely the mediator, I would say. Not anymore. Right. Now that we're all older, we all pretty much get along. But growing up, I was definitely the mediator. Right. Um, but, you know, people are people always talk about the middle child being like the forgotten one and whatever. But that is yeah. not, that was not the case for me, I don't think. My parents... Um, paid close attention to all of us i would say equally mm. but um yeah i mean i like being the middle child because i definitely have like very very different relationships with both of my sisters but but still we're i think we're equally as close which is cool but i learned a lot from my older sister and i mean i'm i learned so much from my younger sister too but it's nice to be able to pass things down to her and like help guide her and yeah stuff. although i still do look up to her in a lot of ways because she's dope but, yeah but yeah. i mean both of my sisters i do that's sick man yeah did you date and stuff in high school uh not really mm. not really i mean like i like yeah i was in like relationships but but nothing nothing serious at all yeah um I think I was too awkward and uncomfortable and nervous and you know, you're too scared to do something and then the years go on and you're like, I'm a junior in high school and like, I've never dated anyone. So then you're too scared too, because it's like, well, like, you know, I've never done it before. So right, right, right. And then it just gets further and further and yeah. you get more and more terrified and 
Yeah. <laughs> so was college like the first time you really started like dating for real? Yeah. Yeah, mm. definitely was. And I think, I mean, that was fitting because I, I just didn't really know who I was, I think in high school. And mm. I, I don't know if this happened for you. I think it does happen for a lot of people that are musicians, like growing up and being in high school. But I've, I made that my thing. I was like, I'm a musician. Right. So yeah. then like, all of my insecurities and stuff, I'd kind of, I don't know, I'd pretend that they didn't exist because I was a musician and I was cool in that way and special. And so that was like how I held, you know, right. all of my, I don't know. Like anything that made you weird or different, you're like, I'm a motherfucking artist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that would make me kind of avoid a lot of things yeah. as well. Yeah, I definitely, I, to me, that, like, that was very linked with my depression. And like yeah. before I really started looking honestly at my depression, I was just sort of like, well, I'm a, I'm a poet guy. So, yeah, you know, so totally. like, that's what makes me cool. <laughs> right, right. But then it's interesting to get to school where then you're just surrounded by those people and you can't yeah. be like the musician anymore and you right. have to be like, okay, well, who am I then? Yeah. Like, what makes me right. unique just about myself? Yeah. And I think that was helpful for me then to start really self-reflecting and looking at other aspects of myself that made me like myself besides the fact that I was a good singer. Right. And that's when I think I started opening myself up more to other people then, yeah. which is why it was easier to start dating people. Yeah. I was like, okay, I kind of, I get who I am a little bit more. Right. You know. What were those air quote like relationships that you were talking about? <laughs> those um, pseudo pre-relationships. They were things. like, they were like month long, like we're dating, but like we hung out maybe twice outside of school because right. I like wasn't. I was either too scared or wasn't interested, but I was like, yeah. I don't really know what to do about this. So like, I'm going to ignore your calls and like yeah. <laughs> see you in like, you know, um, passing periods for like the seven minute walk from like second to third period. And like, we can hold hands and like, you can kiss me on the cheek before I go in class and then yeah. I'll like rub it off and be like really oh! uh, like uncomfortable. <laughs> that was, that was pretty much it. I would say. And that's Carter, your boyfriend that's, now? Yeah, that's my boyfriend Carter. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. This is last week you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Tight. I think I'm going to text him and break <laughs> up with him after this. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> too real. Okay. I, I never did that. I didn't do that. You didn't do that? No. I didn't do that. <laughs> Pretty. I think I've done that and also had it done to me before. Ah, oh, shit. Back. Did you do it before you had had it done to you? I don't remember the timeline. I remember one time... I was dating this girl in the sixth grade. Her name was Kendall Cross, mm -hmm. who later went on to date uh, one of my best friends in high school. Um, and I hadn't seen her since then. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. But it was really funny. And Wait, we this was in becoming sixth grade? Friends. Yeah, we were, it was okay. a sixth grade. I think okay. we met. Serious stuff then. Serious yeah, stuff, okay. Quinn. <laughs> I think we met at like uh, my friend's birthday go to dinner, go to see a movie party yeah. thing, you know? Okay. You're 12 and uh -huh. you do that. <laughs> and, um, like, I, she, like, didn't go to my school, which is huge because I did not fit in at my school. So uh -huh. that was, like, big confidence booster. I was like, I Ooh. could be anyone. <laughs> and, um, and then I, yeah, I want to say that I had, like, a, I think I had, like, an old Blackberry. Mm -hmm. It was one of those, like, it's a thin, cool Blackberry. Yep. Your yep. kid can use it. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember texting her and uh, 
that was it. We were just texting. It was yeah. like the whole thing. Yeah, but that's serious in sixth yeah. grade, though. And one time I was like, she was like, hey, can I tell you a secret? And I was like, well, well sure. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I think you're pretty cute. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> and she was like, yes. And I was like, yeah. Oh, damn, Mackin. And that was it. <laughs> Damn. And then I think we texted sometimes. But like then, you would tell all your friends, like, oh, yeah, I've got oh, my girlfriend. Definitely she goes got to a different school. Girlfriend. Like, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, you don't know her, though, but she's <laughs> sick. Um, but I do remember, I think she found, like, a bunch of my... I used to, like, post a lot of YouTube videos uh-huh. was, like, in, like, the fifth grade. Like, a lot of oh, them. Of what? <laughs> <laughs> Were they like this? Were they podcasts? But no, on YouTube? that would be cool. I want to say, like... <laughs> I don't know what they were. Half of them were like these weird wannabe comedy videos. And oh ha- God, and then American. some of them were just like me messing around on iMovie, like yeah. using oh, the, yeah. the reverse feature. Yes. And I okay. was like... That was the coolest shit ever, <laughs> It was ever, the coolest though. thing ever, yeah. I don't know what cool things I did with it. I think I'd like fall over yeah. and then reverse it. So <laughs> you were like, oh! flying back upwards. I still have all of these on my YouTube. Oh, that's really? Yeah. Can you send me the link to I that? fucking will. They're okay. all, they're all private unlisted. Wow. And yeah, so some of them were like, I don't even know how to describe what I was doing, but I was, I fancied myself a, a little filmmaker, I guess, or some <laughs> bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, and I think she saw them and one of them, oh I think God. one of them was me like, playing air bass guitar to a wolf mother song or i was like playing a real bass guitar but it wasn't plugged in but i was just jumping around oh my, my room God. like rocking out but you in like my pajamas star. in my mind <laughs> yes in her mind i think that's probably what ended oh it. my god <laughs> i want to say that she saw that video and didn't think i was cool no that was the deal breaker i want to say it was it was me <laughs> trying to put the pieces together because <laughs> Okay, so we never saw each other. And so she was like, text me one day. She's like, yeah, I don't really, really see you. I don't really think we should are in a relationship anymore. And I was crushed, oh Quinn. Heartbroken. I was fucking heartbroken. <laughs> I remember we were going on a field trip to uh, like a roller skating rink that day. And uh-huh. I remember I had this like brown and black striped hooded sweatshirt. And I put it up and I was fucking weeping oh. on the bus. Just like, and the thing is, like, we didn't have a relationship. I was just like such a sentimental, fragile yeah, little of being. <laughs> and like, teachers are coming up to me and they're like, Did all of your family die? <laughs> like, my girlfriend just broke up with me. Oh, freaking, oh, too, fuck, oh, oh fuck. Um, and I remember, like, like, one of my teachers being like, Hey, there's gonna be like, you know, you're gonna find someone else. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like twelve. <laughs> I wonder what your teacher was really thinking yeah. in that moment. <laughs> oh, poor little Mackin. And I remember I was like I was weeping so much for so long, like for like weeks. And I would I would call her and I would leave her voicemails and I was like crying. Oh, and I like went over to her house and I was like, Why'd you break up with me? Oh shit! It's yeah. deep. It was deep, dude. That was a deep cut. <laughs> Fuck. It was, I was like not cool. Oh my God. <laughs> like it was like not charming at all. It was like, holy shit. Like, oh. this kid's not all right. And it's, uh, I got to deal with him. You know? And then you didn't see her after that? No, didn't see Until... her after that. And then she starts dating my friend. And then we started doing a bit where like, uh, like thankfully 
she was like playing along with the joke where like when I would see her and I'd be like, you freaking broke my arm. Oh my God. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Or where my friend would, I'd be like, well, uh, I had her first. So like, <laughs> so we were doing like a lot of jokes like that. And That's thankfully funny. we actually became friends after that. Nice. But yeah. So it ended well. It ended well. Well, yeah. okay. So what about the person that you broke up with via text? Oh God. <sighs> I don't remember anyone specifically. There, like all of there are so many like little text things, yeah. Um, like there was one. I think there was one girl from like lifeguard camp. Okay, but this is I'm like ten years old, and like I think we had f- two conversations. But you know? still ended it via text. I don't remember. These are the ones I don't remember. The, sure, me getting broken up yeah. with. I remember vividly. <laughs> <laughs> but the ones that you ended, you just throw them away, move on. <laughs> Fuck them all. That's cold hearted. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember those ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Crazy to think about. Do you feel like you're the person that gets broken up with or breaks up no, with people more? I'm often? the person that breaks up with people, but, but I say that I, I've had so few relationships that, and I, and I start to get into them and I have always gotten so, either scared or I got into them before I like really knew the person or um or I'm genuinely just like so busy and there's so many other things going on where I'm like this is not this is not the time for me to be dating someone um so Carter's honestly the first person that I've really been in a serious relationship with that I that I care enough where I'm like no of course I'm not gonna break up with this person for like any of these reasons but before that yeah I've I've never been broken up with so um, if Carter does that to me, it's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, one time I broke up with somebody in my room and I realized that that was a terrible idea and afterwards. Then you were because like, then you're like, you now have to go. Oh, and they were like, shit. no. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, should have picked a neutral oh, location damn. that you can both walk away from. Yep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause you know, if you're at their place, like then you're like, oh man, like yeah. they, you have then the task of removing a heartbroken person from your home. Totally. <laughs> you know, which is a task. Oh, that's Breakup hard. Breakup tips <laughs> here from Mac. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it's, it's an awkward thing to break up oh, with somebody. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's very strange. It's so stressful and, and like if you, I mean, have any sort of empathy at all, then it's really difficult because, yeah. because even if you're ready to be done with the relationship... You know, if you're the one breaking up with them, typically they're not ready for it to be over. And yeah, and you have to, you know, go through the reasoning of it and and not make them feel horrible about themselves. But also, you know, don't give them hope that it's, you know, not completely right. over. You need to yeah. like, really cut it off. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It can be like. Um, completely forgot what I was going to say. But, uh, oh yeah, there's like, it's, there's no clean breakups, you no. know, you never, like, I think I was listening to an episode of Duncan Trussell mm. and he was saying that like, no, you don't like exchange roses and like, say like, thanks for all of that. And then no. skip off in opposite directions. <laughs> no, it sucks. And, and yeah. I mean, if it's anything meaningful, then you walk away from it, not completely done to be not ready to be done with it, yeah. you know, and but you still had to make that choice because you, know, you yeah. know that's what needs to be done. It's and, super hard to tell when it is because it's never right. like a definitive like, oh, well, this is, has run its course 100%. No. Like there's like getting close to somebody and like making a friend and like right. spending all that intimate time with them. And then you've got to make the decision hurt. to yeah. cut that off. Yeah. 
And you know that it's going to hurt them so much too. So Quinn, what I'm saying is I don't want to date you anymore. I can. Nope. You can do it on the podcast. Check your text. <laughs> did, you, did you break up with me via text? Well, you're going to find out. <laughs> now you've got to get out of my house. <laughs> Our house. That would be awkward. That'd, yeah, that would be awkward. I'd kick you out of my room into your room. <laughs> you could hear me weeping. Yeah. On the other side of the wall. Have you ever, I mean, <clears throat> have you overheard uh, me listening to weird podcasts or talking to myself or anything? Any strange no. overheard Mackin stories? No, not at all. That's good. Yeah. I'm Because I lived I'm alone sh- last year, so I, I do a lot of uh, just out loud think. voices to myself. I mean, like, I'll hear you singing sometimes or I guess one, like a weird voice once in a while. Right. But but nothing. Nothing like, ooh, ooh Nothing like I shouldn't be living here with you right. or anything. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Have you heard me do anything weird? Well. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank God. So when, so the songwriting thing is like, when did that start for you? Um, songwriting thing very, very recently started for me. Mm-hmm. Um, started, I mean, honestly, for the most part, I really started writing last year. And mm-hmm. um, the majority of my writing has been from this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I wrote a, a little bit here and there, I guess, starting in high school with other people yeah. that I never wanted to. Um, it stressed me out, and I'm really s- critical of myself. And uh, I I just did so much of interpreting other people's music from doing classical music. You know, you play right. other people's music always, and, yeah. and you make it your own and stuff. Um, and then doing musical theater, you're taking exactly what someone else wrote, and you're actually putting yourself in someone else's character right. and interpreting that for yourself that that was so what I was used to and also what I enjoyed doing mm-hmm. that um it was pretty hard for me to transition because you know freshman and sophomore year in our major you just cover songs for the most part and then going into junior year you do more original stuff and so I was kind of forced to start writing last year and I I didn't really enjoy it cuz I I was so stressed because I was, I was in a class with all these people that were so much further ahead than I was in, in that realm, just of years of experience of writing. And so I was like, how could I possibly write something? And then I have to, you know, show it to everyone in the class, or I have to bring in charts and everyone has to play my original music to record it and stuff. And this is like the third song I've ever written. You know, it was really, um, it was really nerve wracking and very vulnerable, but it was really helpful because, even the songs that were kind of shitty at least got like a like people liked them still and nobody was like you're the worst musician ever like get out never do music again so i was like okay. but there's a real concern of that when you're yeah. making stuff sometimes if everyone's gonna that be like people are gonna be like oh shit no. you suck <laughs> this isn't yeah. a song even and then for know? some reason like not respect you anymore yeah that. <laughs> which is so stupid yeah but yeah i had so much fear over it and so finally you know what, Mackin, something you said to me actually last year, maybe sophomore year even, but I think it maybe it was a quote, something you had heard from someone, but I was saying how I was so scared to write songs that I wasn't writing, you know, and I wasn't doing anything. And you said, um, if you think you're a bad writer, then prove it. And ah! Write bad songs. Yeah, it's a Dan Harmon-ism. That's, um, that's dope. Yeah. That like helped me because then, then it just like, 
I don't know, it takes away all of these barriers that you have over right. actually just starting. Yeah. And just do it. Yeah. And if it's bad, then it's bad. Yeah. And then move on and like do it more. And right. And then it'll get better. And the, the only yeah. way that you can get better at it is just to do it. And right. So I've been working on, you know, just writing more. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, it's been nice having deadlines, being in songwriting classes or lessons where I just literally have to bring something in. Right. Because I have to finish something. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And then sometimes you get good things and sometimes you get bad things. Yeah. But, but it's cool. And I really enjoy telling stories. Um, and I mean, this is how I've always felt with musical theater as well. But, you know, in, in any sort of drama, any sort of, thing that's theatrical that you're watching when there's dialogue and something emotionally is so intense people say that you know when you can't when you don't have the words to say it you sing it and I and I think that's really cool and beautiful and something that's really intense and and visceral too about songwriting and about music is that it it goes beyond words and it and it speaks to you and communicates to you in such a different way and so it's a cool different way to to communicate and to tell a story through music. And I, and I haven't really done that until recently and it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. What are your, who are the songwriters that like made you want to make songs? Well, I guess, um, I didn't listen to that much music growing up, um, really at all, which is strange, but, mm. um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I played a lot of classical music. I sang in choir, and I did a lot of musical theater. So there's music around, but it right. wasn't necessarily also a hobby to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's always hard when people are like, "Who is your, who's the person that's inspired you the most?" Or like, "Who's your favorite artist?" I really don't. I don't have one. But um, I think I've used a lot of different influences. I mean, there's a lot of actual actually classical music like a lot of my songs have um little pieces of it that were inspired by like classical music that i played in the past yeah. what composers um, i know you, uh, you've played debussy before like yeah debussy um chopin beethoven but there and grieg there's this grieg nocturne that um is quite similar to one of the uh piano parts that i started for an original song that right um that we did for um, called Outside the Window mm. um, for my senior project. Yeah. There's like a Greek, it's like super pretty and like very innocent. And right. um, so I guess I'm inspired by that. And then, I mean, musical theater. Sarah Bareilles is someone that inspires me right. because she totally does what I would want to do. I mean, she's a singer songwriter, she's her own artist, but then she's also writing musical theater. She wrote a show that's on Broadway and she's starring in it, which is like, so sick. Totally sick because she can do everything on, you know, the pop music side and then go over to musical theater and not only write it, but actually be performing in it. So yeah. it's totally everything that I would want to do. <laughs> and she's Hell a freedom yeah. to do what she wants to do, which is really yeah. dope. So, I mean, she's definitely someone, I would say. That's fucking right. Yeah. How but honestly, a lot of the people that have inspired me to write are the people that I was around at school mm-hmm. more than big artists that I'd listen to. It was mostly yeah. like the individual people. I remember you pop. talking about like Haley being yeah. a big influence on oh my me. Gosh, yeah. My friend Haley Bowers. Yeah. I mean, Haley, I, I think Haley is one of the best writers ever. Um, and I mean, I've written with her a little bit, um, but also 
I mean, watching the way that she writes is inspiring. And yeah, just the music, I mean, that she makes is amazing. Um, and I mean, Lauren Jones and I mean, and Georgia Green being in a band with them was really helpful for me, um, writing wise and, and writing with them, but also hearing the music that they created, the two of them and how they created it. And yeah, I mean, I remember we went, uh, we Truesdale. went back. Yeah. Truesdale. It's my, yeah. Uh, the band that we're all in together. And we went back to Michigan and, um, we went kayaking one day and I, there were, we were in two kayaks and Wait, so on a lake. Yes. It was one <laughs> of the, <laughs> um, I forget what I think so. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. I just didn't, <laughs> I did Michigan and kayak. I didn't yes. expect to be in the um, same sentence. <laughs> no, on the dirt. We sat in them. <laughs> We just paddled on the Michigan ocean. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Not the ocean. We were not kayaking in the right. ocean. Um, and we were in two different kayaks. And so I was in one and the George and Lauren were in one together. Right. And I could hear them just like, I was kind of going a little bit ahead of them. We kind of got lost and couldn't find our way back to where all of our stuff was. But the two of them were just singing behind me and they fully wrote a song just like on the kayak as they were going together. And it was so cool. And I, I was, I wouldn't have stayed back and done that. I don't, I had so many barriers built and I mean, I think now things would be different, but that was before I was really writing. And so that kind of thing was intimidating to me, but they were just throwing things out and be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And then they'd keep yeah. going and, yeah. you know, bouncing things back and forth and then had like a great song that they wrote while they were just, you know, doing something else. Yeah. And it was so cool. And I think I, I learned a lot from them. Um, and I think also learning a lot from just hearing the different kinds of music that everyone in our class had and would bring in for different classes and recording sessions and stuff. Um, and kind of, and being able to play on a lot of people's original music too. So you can really pick it apart. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of, a lot of things coming from school that honestly inspired me as a musician and a writer more than, than listening to music like I, I think I just changed so much since I came to college like these past four years I'm a different person but I'm also a different musician completely yeah just everything everything has yeah. changed <laughs> everything has changed different how so as a person would you say um I am so much more open I think um I'm weirder but I'm so much more open and and willing to be vulnerable with people and that's not mm. something that I really was willing to do before. Um I think I've just accepted myself so much more and I'm so much happier with myself and um letting things shaking things off and and moving on from things that used to you know when I, this at least happens to me in the shower. I don't know when it happens for you if it happens for you but those times when you like think back to things that you did like you know, last week or a month ago that are embarrassing or like stupid. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, why yeah, do you do that? That's like, constant you know? for me. Yeah. That's okay. Constant, the shower constant is like highlight it, reel <laughs> of shame. Oh, <laughs> highlight reel of shame. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's mainly when I'm like, uh, I think going to sleep at night. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, that just really, especially happens to me in the shower, but really used to, uh, all the time. In high school and stuff, you just think about things that get you down or make you feel bad or right. embarrassed about yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think something big for me, I've learned to just like 
talk about them or say things that were embarrassing mm-hmm. and laugh about them and then move on because yeah. you know like something embarrassing happens to you and you can either sit and think about it and make yourself feel horrible about it or you can like find someone to be like oh my god the most embarrassing thing just happened to me and make them laugh and make their day better and then like move it out of your head like into the world and just push it off i gotta agree to disagree like when i think about shameful things and i fester on them constantly every day it's really valuable i really learn a lot hey you know what you can probably get contributions out of it (laughs) (laughs) no man um it's weird because shame is like a biological thing or <clears throat> like there's obviously certain things it's like yeah you should be ashamed of yourself if you you know punch a baby in the face like if, if shame keeps you from punching babies in the face <laughs> that's good yeah that's but aside true. from that like what purpose is like is shame serving in our lives you know like not 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 I mean, much it's keeping everyone in check and doing what you know what we're supposed to do right keeping you from doing things that i don't know threaten the structure of society right yeah but there's so much that that's overboard you know and that just keeps you that just wrecks you you know like after the i mean there are there are things that happened years ago that i've thought about and i've talked about in therapy and like really chewed on so much to where any possible lesson you could learn has been gleaned over and over again yeah you know but my mind is still like yeah well let's go let's just think about this a little bit more and it's like why and (laughs) sometimes like those things just pop in your head and just you know you can't you can't get them to leave and you don't expect them and all of a sudden you're just remembering something that you're like ah, no get it out yeah sometimes i'll literally start hitting my head being like yeah. nah, fuck, stop. <laughs> that's usually in the shower <laughs> right it's hard to break out of like a weird thought cycle no when yeah you're in it's, one, it's almost you know? impossible it's so weird yeah i don't why do we do that to ourselves i don't know it's such a know. self-sabotaging thing that has yeah i mean like you said no purpose at all yeah like like i think about like like I know that like negative things in our mind make a larger impact because that's biologically like how we're designed, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, like I had my whole day and what I need to remember is don't go over there because that's where the bears are, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> for survival, like negative feedback, I feel like it's more useful than positive feedback right. rather than like, oh, I really liked that sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not important. Totally. You know? Yeah. And so I feel like we're wired for um this is not me coming to this conclusion this is you know uh neuroscientists and and people on podcasts (laughs) but i think it's a good philosophy that like we're not wired for happiness you know yeah and so it takes rewiring right it's hard (laughs) it's so hard and i think you need to actually take real proactive steps to to making yourself happy yeah and think of it almost as a job yeah and hold yourself accountable for it. Yeah. I think about like <clears throat> old sh- ancient shitty thought patterns of shame and shit as like as like trenches. It's like literal like they've been dug mm. like every time you think something it like gets a little bit deeper mm. or something, you know. And there's like a canyon of shame. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to spend time like like digging a new path like manually, you know. Yeah. Um that oh, over wow. over time will like the water will flow in that direction, That's you know? a great visual for that that's very accurate canyons and trenches yeah trenches of 
Sorrow and shame. Trenches of sorrow <laughs> and shame. It's also the name of my new metal record. It's coming out pretty soon. That's dope, Megan. <laughs> when did the acapella stuff start? Because that's been a big part of your life. Yeah, that has been a big part of my life. Um, <laughs> acapella started. Um, I mean, I was in. I ran the acapella group uh, at my high school, but we we didn't do much. We just sang at the choir concerts and stuff. It was barely an extracurricular activity. Um, yeah. But I, um, I was, I was definitely a fan of Pentatonix, which is a, a really popular acapella group. Um, and at towards the end of high school, um, and actually Scott Hoying, who's in Pentatonix, uh, was in pop and went to USC. Yeah. And so I kind of, I don't know whether I found out about him through USC or I found out about USC through him. It was kind of all at that same time. Right. And I was like, wow, he's so cool. And this program is so cool. And, um, I definitely just started looking into them and looking to USC and pop a lot more all at the same time, right in the middle of high school. And so I, uh, I recorded a video of me singing something, a cover of a song and I wasn't going to do anything with it, but my mom really wanted it and it was on my phone and I didn't know how to send it to her because the file was too big. So I was like, okay, I'll put it on YouTube. So you, I'll just send you the link. Mm. And then my friend helped me do it. And she she didn't put it as unlisted. She just put it as like a public oh, video, you know, whatever. Shit. So then she sent it to my mom who then posted it on her Facebook. And then whatever, her friends all shared it. And it wasn't meant to be like a video that right. other people saw. Yeah, But then... Uh, it got passed around with people at her work and then Ben Bram who, um, were you angry about this? Yeah, I was annoyed because I like looked like really weird. I was wearing like a hoodie with like a hood on my head and I, it was like emo <laughs> and I didn't mean, I it was literally just like my mom wanted a video of me singing this song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Ben Bram ended up seeing it. Who is, uh, he helped form Pentatonix and he went to USC and he was in the SoCal Vocals, which is the acapella group that I've been in. And so he contacted me and he was like, Oh, I hear that USC is, you know, your top school and I'd love to introduce you to people, whatever. And I was like, Oh, you work with Pentatonix. I think they're so cool. And he introduced me, um, to different people and, and we ended up meeting and, um, and then he was starting acapella Academy that year which is um, which is a summer camp. So I mean, I guess I've been to uh, Sleepaway Camp once, which oh, was Acapella yeah. Academy. Um, that was right here in LA. But um, so he was like, "You should definitely audition for this camp." And so I went and did that, and um, that was the summer before freshman year at USC. Hmm. Um, and it was really awesome, and I got introduced to so many people that had went to USC, and so many people in the acapella community that you know are in acapella, but also do normal music and do session work and um you know have artist careers and everything um some really really insanely talented people and really talented people that were my own age too um so that was really cool and uh, a lot of those people had been in the socal vocals and so that made me really want to join the group once i got to usc and so yeah freshman year i auditioned for vocals and it just became my entire life it just consumed me for the past four years yeah it's such a competitive group and we compete um every two to three years so i competed twice um we do this international competition um and so i've competed twice with the group since i've been at usc which means we just rehearse every 
day um, for a long, long time. Yeah. Leading up to the competition. and um, But, I mean, it's so dope because, honestly, vocals is one of the reasons why I think I have changed so much as a person because it's just a group of people that are so willing to accept you for exactly who you are, You're no matter group, what. The SoCal vocals. Yes, my acapella yeah. group. SoCal vocals. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, they're so... Um, open and fun and um willing to do anything or try anything and yeah um that really changed me a lot i think um and i've gotten i mean the cruise that i'm doing after i graduate is uh, a connection from yeah and so um and i've gotten other job opportunities um from them too and done really just really cool things we've gotten to travel um we got to go to the white house and sing for obama um, and Michelle, um, yes. and, uh, we toured Hong Kong and London and, um, yeah, done like really cool things in the past four years. So I'm very grateful. Are you going to miss those people? Yeah, so much. It is cool though. Um, I think even more than just USC, uh, the SoCal vocals are very close. The current group is always very close to their alumni. And so once you leave yeah. the group, you're not really gone you just have less responsibilities you know and rehearse less and work less with them but we all still are all really close friends and see each other all the time and we have a house um that's right by campus and alumni come back and we party and hang out together so it's so cool yeah i mean i'm not i'm I'm definitely sad i'm gonna miss them a lot especially being gone for eight months um yeah but but i mean it's it's not really, you know, I'm not going to really be gone or right. um, once I come back, at least I won't, I'll, yeah. I'll be able to see them and hang out with them and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man, how's it feel? Uh, we graduated from college on Friday. Yeah, we did. How's it feel? How, wait, what's today? Monday? Yes. It's been three days. It's been three it's days, crazy. man. Um, it feels so good. Like even just sitting here with you right now, just right. not like oh, anxious fuck, about thinking thing. about, yeah, there's yeah. like paper that I have to finish or like a the thing, rehearsal that I have to go to or something. Yeah. yeah, we're just sitting, chilling. Yeah. Uh, no time constraints. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's such a scary thing, though. Thinking about real life, like this is what life is going to be, and so how do we fill our time productively and right. make money and yeah. be happy and <laughs> all of those things? Now it's like yeah. all in our hands. Right, you can't just be like, "Well, I have to do this thing." Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, totally. We don't have to do anything. Like it's bittersweet because there, yeah, there's the looming stress of of all of these sort of short term expectations mm-hmm. and things and structure and shit. But it's also someone like telling you exactly what to do. Yeah, you know and someone telling you exactly how you did. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And uh, I think telling you how you did, I never appreciated that so much. But the <laughs> telling you what to do part, <laughs> the telling you what to do part was great. <laughs> because yeah. then you didn't have to hold yourself accountable for anything. Right. Someone else was. Yeah, there's a syllabus. Yeah, I think that's yeah. going to be a hard, hard job for me at least. Yeah. I'm not yeah. good at uh, planning. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at organizing. Um which means I feel like I'm not good at living in adult <laughs> life. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, it's a, it's it's a blank slate and that's yeah. like that's dope. It know? is dope. It's it I just feel this insane. And we're going to practice it, you know? Yeah. So we're yeah. doing it for the first time. Might be bad at it for a while, but Yeah. We'll get better at it. Sucking it's, at stuff is the first step at being sort of good at stuff. That's true. Is that's true. Jake the dog quote from Adventure Time. Oh. Something like that. That's good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I feel this like from 
college even even getting over you know one year and having summer and going into the next year i i still felt all this like anxiety this cloud of just shit looming over you always you know like so many assignments that i haven't turned in so many emails that i haven't responded to so many plans that i'm like is this in my calendar like you know whatever and it's such a strange feeling to like really rack my brain now and there's like so much more space yeah like other things for good things yeah you know like so much of my mindset was occupied by anxiety and at least yeah. right now it's not and that's right. so nice exactly yeah like the the physical weight yeah. on your mind i can literally feel the space in yeah. my head like i can feel it opening yeah. up and that's so weird it's profound yeah uh, that it, like just not being just like riddled with anxiety because it's so yeah. subtle you know right and it's this underlying stress that yeah. You just always it's when just you go to bed. You gotta do the thing. You gotta fucking hell about that thing. You gotta do fucking. Yeah. You gotta turn the thing. You gotta be the thing tomorrow. You always twenty four seven. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. That's totally it. That's the voice I hear too. It's yours. <laughs> just looks like a demon. <laughs> it sounded like a demon. A little demon frog. <laughs> Take a Morgan on for my SNL audition. I like it's not that. A big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you can send this podcast in if you want. Quit. <laughs> Thanks for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I just had talk thing. We did it.
So.